0: You are now listening to Behind the Baller, <laughs> live from motherfucking San Francisco. Let me begin this episode stating that the Seattle Seahawks, in real, t- at this very moment, are number one in our motherfucking. Listen, we're in first place in the NFC. All right, the Niners lost to the motherfucking Falcons. Okay, I don't give a fuck about the clowns who think they're tough. And all this other bullshit. They got no fucking idea who the fuck I really am. Zero clue where I fucking grew up. Came from the motherfucking dirt. For all you dumb fucks out there who got anything about to say about the Raiders shit. Listen, man. If you heard Michael Rappaport's recent rant about him denouncing himself as a Knicks fan after 40 years of being a fan. Then you will understand the situation. If you don't understand my situation, I don't give a fuck. Because I jumped in. Right in time. Before anybody fucking started winning in this motherfucker. You feel me? My situation began in 2000 motherfucking 11. Alright. Any real Raider fan. Understands. You should go back and listen. It's like two or three episodes ago. Where Michael Rapport goes off on the motherfucking Knicks. Any real Raiders fan. And any Knicks fan. Would understand. When enough is fucking enough. Nobody in the world who's followed them from hell and back would stay. And those of you who have, hey man, I feel sorry for you motherfuckers. You guys are tripping. And now they're the Las Vegas Raiders. Vegas, listen, Las Vegas Raiders. If you don't get the fuck up out of here, man. Jesus Christ, man. So check it out, man. Let's talk a little bit more about my Seahawks. Yo, we have not got one easy win all season. I think it's against maybe against the Cardinals and, and we'll get more into that later, but Everything is just somehow just an uphill battle. Today we're playing with motherfucking injured players missing everything. And uh the Seahawks, man, like we got Clowney out, Shaquille Griffin is out, fucking B Wags is out now as of today, Kendricks, Rashad Penny's out for the season. I can't even continue. The list goes fucking on and on. We got injuries through the ass. And what sucks is even though the Cardinals suck and we already beat them. For some fucking reason, every time we play them at the end of the year, we play them all the time at the end of the year, they play us harder than any team in the fucking league does. They have nothing to lose. They just go out there and go fucking crazy. They play balls to the wall. We could fucking be in a perfect season, lot, lost one fucking game, and that's the game we lose to at the end of the season against fucking them. So this Sunday is going to be a motherfucking bitch. I just, you know, whatever. We get some guys back, whatever. I'm not really tripping. But we need that bye week. So I can't wait to control our destiny, which we will, December 29th, all right? Week 17, the motherfucking bitch ass San Francisco 49ers are coming up to Seattle. Century link, it is fucking on. But more importantly, I ain't even thinking about them no more. We will need a fucking miracle to stop the Ravens. I'm just gonna be on, like real talk, listen. I know there's all this MVB talk about Russell Wilson and shit, but you know what? Bro, Lamar Jackson, just he deserves it. He's out of his fucking mind. But for real, on some real shit, much love to all my 12s out there. This is how I needed to start the episode. Walking around motherfucking San Francisco City in my Seahawks gear all day. Yo, man. (laughs) yeah. You gonna have me catch a case out here, and it's like the last thing I needed right now, especially because my attorney's already mad at me. So listen, man. It's episode 38. We got some shit to talk about. This is the weekend wrap-up. We are live from San Francisco. I got my boy Paul with me, aka the Lebanese Bill Gates. Uh, smart kid. I'm actually going to have... I'm going to ask him some questions because he's sitting across the room right now. And uh, I want to talk about his come-up because he has an interesting story. A lot of people wonder how the fuck he made all this money. Um, so what else? Oh, yeah. I'm still fucking jet lag This is crazy as fuck I feel crazy still My body is getting It's getting better But my mind is just not At that same time zone This Pacific Standard Time Zone It's just not On Thursday I had the worst Fucking anxiety attack While having lunch With my new friend Lauren Sy We're at fucking Chateau Marmont Discussing Possible collaborations, just getting to know each other, talking about this and that. We got a bunch of mutual friends. She's killing it right now, and she told me that she gets really bad anxiety attacks too. So I might have her on the show sometime soon to discuss how she copes and deals with it. Cause uh, she's like super successful model slash actress slash artist, and um, I definitely want to have her on the show just to just to discuss or come up and, and talk about. She's Asian, so obviously you know I, I fuck with that. Um, speaking of successful women, I'm going to do a short CEO. I hope you got that for the slow motherfuckers. Not CEO, but CEO series. I want to interview some successful women that I that I, I know. Um, some people have DM'd me and stuff and everything else. Um, I'd like to get some insight on their background, you know, their grind. It's tough being a woman in this workplace, you know what I'm saying today and everything, and uh, their mindset when it comes to the workplace and the world that we're, the working world that we're into today. Because I still think the playing field isn't uh, isn't fully leveled yet. So, you know, uh, I got a girl in mind who I know she's actually Asian as well, and she's starting to come up crazy in this business, and it's like I'm proud of them. You know, um, speaking of another successful woman. Cardi B went to her Instagram live and showed the world she really actually had explosive diarrhea. <sighs> Listen, man, Cardi B for real is a fucking savage. She is a fucking pig, man. Like, this is the time where I think she went too far. And I love, you know, she she talks shit, rants, all that stuff, shows people she's from the hood and all nine, and she is. Her come up is fucking extraordinary. And I never think anybody's, anything is too far. But she went too motherfucking far this time. Um, she told people she had missed her appearance or I don't know if it was a show or some shit. But she's in Africa and um, she had an appearance or some show and, and there's something, whatever. And she missed out on it and the fans are pissed off. And so she went to her IG Live and told people in that order. The reason why she missed her show or appearance in Africa was because she ate some dairy. And dairy makes her stomach fucked up And she didn't know there was dairy. And I don't know if it was some curry I don't know what the fuck it was exactly I'm not exactly Just remember watching a video of it And so she showed people on Instagram live By farting And taking a shit And shitting some nasty ass Disgusting ass shit In real time Like listen man Miles Do you have a sound bite Do you have a clip Of Cardi B talking And farting all that shit On her Instagram live Miles do you have this please Yeah, I hear that Wait Wait hold on <laughs> There we go. Casey, I thought I was lying because my stomach is really fucked up. Listen, the reason why me and Mike Rapport, why we get along so well, is because I had colitis. Okay, it comes and goes. His is definitely much more serious. I think his has gotten better, but I've had a terrible stomach for decades. All right. I've had surgery. I've had colonoscopies before. Thank God it isn't seriously cancer or anything. I've had, I, I got a soft spot for anybody with a bad stomach. When I started listening to fucking I Am Rappaport and found out that fucking Mike had colitis, it fucking brought me closer to him like, you have no idea. But, bruh, to take a shit on your Instagram live, in live, for real? Come on, man. That ain't sexy, man. It's, I get it. The bag was big. You don't want to disappoint your fans. They're being haters. But listen, man, there's got to be another way. You just, you, you don't even address it. You know, like, that's why you got professional people helping you out to find a different solution because that just wasn't it, man. You know, um, speaking of uh, some advice, you know what? I um, I, I want to speak to the younger generation, okay? I had a talk with one of my super OG homies. He's a super true triple OG who happens to not just be, he's hes a diehard Niners fan, okay? And he's also one of the classiest motherfucking people I know. He's a rapper from the Bay. I consider him a real friend. He's my big homie. I think you guys can kind of figure out, okay? This dude is not only, he's, he's not just a diehard Niners fan. He's like their fucking mascot, all right? You guys obviously know who the fuck that is, all right? Kids today don't understand basic hygiene. Like, listen, I get it. I don't dress the part on a regular basis. You know, I still wear a lot of streetwear stuff. I I you know, listen, I dress my wage. And you know, even though I super appreciate the 30s and 40s, like that era to me was one of the sharpest. and you know, even to like the sixties and seventies, like the Frank Sinatra, you know, type shit, men were dressed super sharp, you know, groomed, hair groomed. And even the hair groomed, they wore the nice hat, you know, like the real hat. And I ain't talking about no baseball cap, you know, wearing wingtips. Three piece suits, you know, they're they're fully dressed. You know, they, they, people will tell me. I remember going back in the day when I had my hair. Um, I'd get go to a nice barber shop and shit, and be like, "You're not fully dressed unless you have a hat." You know, and it's just, listen, man, I get it. You guys may see me in sweats, and it doesn't matter if they're expensive sweats. They could be vetments. they could be Rude, whatever. They could be designer. It doesn't matter. Okay, I know when I need to throw on a button up. Okay, when I need to throw on a button up shirt and some slacks, like. You know when I need to come out and be proper. You know my wife wishes I dress more, but I'm I'm just saying like I know when to. Some of you kids just have no fucking clue, and it's like don't say it's about money because you motherfuckers will spend a bunch of money on on V loan. And I know that's you know family and that's in house you know clothing. I'm just saying like it could be fucking antisocial, whatever the fuck it may be. Supreme, like you don't show up to a wedding in a t-shirt. Okay, you don't go to a fucking funeral in a fucking t-shirt. You know you have some respect for yourself. You know. You know, show some fucking respect for the dead. Show some respect for the people that are, you know, that are getting married. It's just like, you didn't grow up with a dad? Okay, cool. You must have grown up with a mom then, right? Or a grandparent or somebody, especially your grandparents, would have showed you, you know, should have at least taught you better. And if you live in America, listen, man, if you live in America, there's no reason why you shouldn't take a shower at least once a day. At the very least, every other day. You know, if you don't sweat a lot, okay, every other day, whatever but you just need to take care of yourself. I see too many motherfuckers who just smell they just they just don't they don't get it like it's like you'll buy some Gucci shoes but you can't wash your ass and buy some clean underwear and like you know like go see a doctor. Just go just check yourself out. You know what I'm saying? Like, put some lotion on your dry ass, ashy ass skin. You know, brush your teeth. You know, just take care of yourself. I just don't get it's just the basic, simple shit that my kids who are fucking 5, 7, and, and 2 understand, you know? Remember I said, your oral health is a good reflection on your overall health. Back to the showers, though. Clean clothes, man. Like, <laughs> Like, it's not that, how fucking lazy. You know, it don't cost a lot to be presentable. I see too much lax behavior when it comes to, you know, being presentable, taking care of yourself, again, hygiene. These kids, you know, today, man, today, they're just like, and when I say kids, I mean anyone under 21. Like, they think that NBA 2K is more important than taking care of themselves. Like, man, and, you know, I get it. Everyone said, oh, well, we're broke, Ben. You know, we're broke. Listen, I was broke, too. I worked at fucking Burger King, you know, I just, I was like, fuck this, I need to make a change and start somewhere, trying to do something, man, it's just the basic skills, and it's just like, I thought I was at the bottom, you know, then, and it's just like, there's people now who just don't fucking get it, not all jobs are gonna be great, you know, that's why sanitation pays so high, because no one wants to fucking take other people's trash and shit out, but it sucks, you know, And, and you know what? Sometimes you have to work a shitty job to really know how hard it is to make a dollar in this world. But really, have some fucking respect for yourself. You know, most women don't have to worry about this. They just have it naturally in their instincts. You know, it's rare you see a woman who just don't give a fuck about taking care of herself. And that's because it's a lot harder being a woman. You know, they got hair shit, they got makeup. They got all this other stuff and beauty care and supplies and things. And girls want to be, you know, it's like, and, oh, you sound sexist. Listen, bitch, no. Don't go there with that. I'm not And that's not what I'm saying and nothing at all whatsoever. Too many fucking sensitive people out there. But there are women out there I've seen with full cake face, all right, go out drinking all night, get fucked up at a club, and then go to sleep drunk as fuck without washing their face. And they got all that fucking makeup, wake up with all that shit with makeup. And it's just like, those are that's a whole different level of pig. But we'll get into it at another episode. I'm just wondering what the fuck is going on today with kids today, right? I see people who are barefoot on the fucking plane. Like, are you fucking crazy? Do you fucking have any clue how dirty airplane bathrooms are? How dirty the floor is? What the fuck is wrong with you? You bring that shit into your house. You bring those germs with you into your own home. Like, come the fuck on, man. God damn. So back to San Francisco. You know, I'm here. Um, Besides the trip to Dubai, you know, I'm here damn near what twice a month. And um, by the way, it's cold as shit here right now. It's fucking cold as a motherfucker, but it's clear and beautiful. All right. I'm out here right now currently because my big homie, George Lopez, brought me up here for his Netflix comedy special. And he didn't want me to come here as a fan, you know what I'm saying? Like, he wanted me to come here and be a part of it, which is, like, fucking amazing, right? Um, the Netflix special would air sometime before summer 2020. Previously, George has had, like, five or six HBO comedy specials. They've been, I've been a big fan of them. And, again, I didn't come here as a fan. You know, he brought me out here as, a, as, like, a, as like, a co-pilot. It was fucking crazy, you know? I actually brought him out and introduced him in front of, you know, I don't know, a couple thousand people, whatever it was. It was a sold-out show. It was a fucking honor. I love that, man. The show was at the legendary Warfield Theater. You know, this theater is just so many legends have performed here from fucking Charlie Chaplin back to Louis Armstrong. We're talking about way back in the day. To U2, Grateful Dead. Fucking even a K-pop legends have have, have performed here. Jay-Z, Kanye, even fucking like G-Eazy. Then fucking DaBaby is performing there um, this week saw his name on the fucking thing but you know it was good to see George Lopez go see my boy G all his boys his team shout out to my boy Shannon McCollum who um he works with George and I found out later he didn't even tell me off top I found out later that Shannon is Little Yachty's dad and it's fucking crazy because he works with um George Lopez um my boy Paul aka Blue Whiskey aka Popcorn Player no idea why the fuck he has that fucking name um he came with me, and uh, you know, we did some minor sightseeing here in San Francisco. Uh, Paul don't know the city that well, so each time we come here, I try to show him a little bit more of the city. You know, I've shown him obviously like North Beach, Russian Hill. I've been in the Marina. I've been in fishman's Wharf. Took him to Twin Peaks. Um, there's some parts like I haven't taken him to the Mission yet. I ain't taken him to like South San Francisco. I ain't taken him to like Sunset Area. Taken to Golden Gate Bridge. Um, not really the embark. I just need to just I show him different parts every time. We get to eat some, you know, some decent shit. And um he's trying to get to like it. He just don't fuck with the weather. It's like, oh, it's too cold here. And this is coming from a fucking guy who lives in fucking DC. Okay? He lives in the DMV. This motherfucker lives in areas where it gets ridiculously cold. But, anyways, another reason why I came out here is because we have finally got the packaging for my Ben Baller. Did the strain weed. Shout out to my boy Joel, who's putting it down I mean, I'm sorry, Joel, who's putting it down um, Shout out to Skypack Farms, you already know, Cookies fam We got that fucking fire out here uh, People are like, oh, you're doing this And then it's just like they have no idea who's behind it It's like talking shit about the motherfucking Lakers and be like, oh man, the Lakers are whatever, you know, blah, blah, whatever They're doing their thing, and they're just, actually the record sucks And they have this, and they have that And they don't even fucking know what the fuck they're talking about They got no fucking idea it just that was a terrible fucking metaphor, but they just got no fucking idea what the fuck they're talking about. Anyways, Ben Ball did the strain. We'll be out very soon. Can't wait to give some out um, to put that shit out. It'll be out in stores real soon. I'm sure to be out, you know, all over statewide, California to start. Um, back to Paul, my boy Paul. I love this motherfucker because he trusts my food judgment. At the same time, he loves McDonald's. If he didn't love McDonald's, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't. That was like something that kind of hit. It hit different, hit me you know, hit me hard But we fucked up some Mickey D's on this trip um, Instead of hitting this little fancy ass steakhouse There's like this Japanese fucking Yakiniku place That uh, we didn't hit to tell you the truth, the real reason why we hit Mickey D's Is because I couldn't get us a reservation at this spot But it's all good um, Let's talk some shit with Paul He's never actually been on a podcast before In fact, he's never even spoken to a microphone before So yo, Miles, can you give us a little proper introduction? Can we get a little beat? My boy Paul Yeah What up, guys? So Quip, makers of the Quip electric toothbrush, wants you to know the one single discovery that matters most for your dental care is simply this. If you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple. Starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and a 30-second pulse to guide a full and even clean. The Quip floss dispenser comes with a pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping. So your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash baller right now, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash baller spelled G E T Q U I P dot com slash baller. Quip the good habits company. So, yeah, man, uh, we are back with a special guest who's uh sitting right next to me because we are in the same hotel. Um, we usually share the same room, which I tell you the truth, I never shared a hotel with another grown man, it's fucking weird. But Paul likes to share rooms. It's just weird as fuck. But we have separate like bedrooms. You know what I'm saying? Like he's but Paul's just fucking weird. Um everyone, welcome my boy Paul. Paul was a fool. Yo, what up, Ben? You sound like such a fucking weirdo, bro. You um listen, man. <laughs> Paul is somebody I met. And uh I wouldn't say I mentored him, but I would say uh I met you were 19? Yeah. Nineteen or twenty? You're were nineteen. Were you twenty? nineteen twenty? So Paul was 19. Um, I met him on Backpage, and uh, you know he was selling uh, massages, um, out calls, and uh, he was in the local LA area. Just he was just visiting. Anyways, yeah, no, Paul was. Um, he had an app that he was fucking with. Somehow I came across it by the most random fucking chance via email. And um, it's funny because I'm about to get into a whole fucking rant about people emailing me, but. We were talking because I was inquiring about an issue I was having with his app. And uh, this was something we weren't going to get into the app, really. But what had happened was something clicked, and I wanted to meet the dude. And uh, he came to L.A. with his cousins, um, both of them from Toronto, Paul's Lebanese Lebanese descent, and um, he's from the DMV. And, uh, you know, I just, I just said, you know what, something about this kid, I don't know what the fuck it is. And he didn't even know what the fuck it is. And, uh, you know, he's, he's starting out a business. And something must have just clicked. And from then on, I think I just kind of gave him some big homie guidance. And he just was on the right path. And the dude has done very well for himself. Um, he's made many millions. When did you realize it was time to stop fucking? I know you're, you're a teenager still at your last, last age of your teenage years. What made you decide to like, you know, stop fucking around Let me make some money Like, What got you motivated to do that?
1: Well, um, so it's weird because um, Naturally, you know, I consider myself uh, Just naturally lazy So um, just if I don't have to do something I'm not just, I'm not gonna I normally wouldn't take the initiative to do it But like basically, long story short my I don't really want to get into it too much now But like, you know, my dad went to jail And uh, well, actually before that um your dad, just, was,
0: your dad was a dc sniper or no
1: <laughs> no uh, oh, okay but uh yeah like i grew up playing a lot of games online um i played runescape um you know those types of games and I don't
0: know what the fuck that is but okay go on
1: yeah just like naturally i got into uh programming and designing it was just something that i really liked and from like the age of 12 when i started programming um up until the age of sixteen, I didn't really like do anything serious with it. It was just something that I did for fun. Um, but then you know again, long story short, when my dad went to jail, I realized like, hey, now is it, you know it's me and my mom and my three sisters, and you know i gotta I gotta figure out how to use the skills that I gained over the years to make some money and uh, that's that's kind of like you know what really really got me started.
0: okay. so what year did you make your first million? oh man
1: so i started my business uh around the age of 16 and i didn't hit my first million till i was till i was 21 six years ago
0: it was 21 yeah was it that late okay and then um like once you went like because it was like it was like much later after i met you so even before that though you were making like what like monthly when it was kind of good you know before like when you were 20.
1: well when i was 20 i bought you know I, I bought my first house and then an E63. Um, so I was, you know, I was... making a month? You know, I was probably, you know, pre-tax making like $80,000 a month.
0: Oh, nice, nice. So when you started rolling, though, when things started rolling, like you, you were like, you know, you're 21, boom, you start figuring out. I know you work with Dyer and shit and other people, whatever, but you had a couple of business partners, you had things, you had businesses and you were, you were really smart about it. Um, Hold on, fuck that. Let me rewind a little bit. Where'd you learn to like, you know, create an LLC and incorporate it? Like what... what like, did you just self-taught so, that yourself or what?
1: Yeah, like, you know, my, my parents are immigrants and they never really did anything business even back at home. So, like, um, I kind of just had to learn everything on my own the hard way.
0: Okay, so, so when, when you started rolling, though, like, after 21, like, what are we talking about? How much you making a month then?
1: Oh, man. Uh, shit really, really blew up at some point. Um, you know, I, I reached the point
0: where I'm making, like, $600,000 a month clear so at at peak so far in the last six years like six hundred grand a month is what you're peaking at right and this is in tech right you're still young all right what are you doing to protect yourself like do you do you invest like what like i know you take care of your family so you take care of obviously your mom your dad your sisters and you're not even like the old you're not even close to the oldest obviously that puts some pressure on you what are you doing to protect yourself
1: yeah so like obviously my my family is really important to me and like i just i just got married and I just got a lot of people relying on me. So as much money as I'm, you know, as I've made, uh, I can't really assume that I'm going to continue making this money forever. I just, I don't think like that. And, uh, you know, I, I could be living in a, you know, $5 million house, but, you know, instead of putting uh, a down payment on a $5 million house, I just, you know, bought a smaller house that I paid off in cash. And uh, I'm not the best with personal finance, but like,
0: no, you know, you're, you're, you're wh- still good. Like, I, I tell people all the time, so listen, man, if you make a million dollars, yeah, you should put $800,000 away, at least, you know, and be like, 800000 is exactly, exist. It's just gone. So fuck exactly. off two hundred if you want, and fuck it off completely. Spend $200,000 on fucking panties for yourself, if you're a guy, wearing motherfucking female panties. I'm saying just silly shit that makes no sense. So Spend it on fucking gum.
1: Yeah, and like, you know, my first priority was to pay off my, my parents' house, and then buy a house for me and my future wife, which was, you know, my thought back then. Now I'm married. I just bought a new house for me and my wife. That's paid off too. And, you know, got the properties paid off. For me, that's just like, you know, I don't know if it's the Arab mentality, but it's just one of those things that I, I really, really wanted to get out of the way. And then obviously, aside from that, um, not wanting to rely on my on a, on a tech business um, to support me for, forever um obviously as much as i'd like it to um i'm trying you know i've I've tried a lot to to have my money um make me some residual income and i i found that me personally i found the best way to do that is to invest in in real estate um so i i got a
0: lot of money a lot of my money what kind of real estate though like commercial real estate you're talking about like
1: yeah yeah so you know i i like any type of real estate is good residential is, is safer um so, I got my money in a, in a mix of both. So, like, I'll, I'll invest in riskier commercial investments. And then I have some, like, you know, safer residential investments. It, it really just depends on the deal.
0: Right. What's the best way to make yourself recession proof? Like, if a recession, keeps talking about, oh, recession's coming up here and there. Like, what is your best way to, pre- you know, prevent that, to, to make yourself AKA broke proof? You got any suggestions for that? Oh, man.
1: that's That's something that I think about a lot for sure. Like, I just. I know the biggest thing with that is don't over leverage. Don't borrow too much money. Yeah. Um, I kinda go to the extreme and just try to pay off everything in cash. Right. Um you know, luckily, you know, thankfully, um, I'm blessed and I'm in a position where I can do that. But obviously, yeah, like it's not bad to use some leverage, but like well, you
0: know, credit's really important too. I tell these kids, you know, I tell these people credit is like I had credit bad I had bad credit but two, three times in my fucking life. I'm not letting that shit go now. But I mean you can't you have to know that that shit's a it's like a drug almost. Yeah. You fuck your credit up, you know what I mean? You use it a lot, you're like, "Damn, it gets fucking, you know, you get addicted to it, right?" But there's also so much that can go wrong and you can't as you get later on. I mean, obviously it's it, it's beneficial to just keep your credit good all the time, you know? And I fucked it up whatever and it just shows that you can't be too and, and and you know, like I don't think I cleaned it up for real good until I was 40. Like really, really good, and then it got amazing at 45, right? And I'm gonna be 47 next month, you know. So it's like, you know, you use that credit for something good. You don't use that credit to fucking buy some bullshit. That's like the fucking. That's just stupid. You know what I'm saying? That is just it's, it's just ridiculous.
1: It's funny that you say that because I'll, I'll tell you this. It's a funny story. Um, I at one point I think I was I was 22. Um, at this time, I had already, you know, bought my house, paid it off in cash. Um, I I had a four five eight Ferrari. I had my E63 and everything is good my credit's decent um just from the you know couple of things that I had on there and anyway I I go to buy I go to the Land Rover dealership to buy a Range Rover and I decided you know I wanted to lease it to take advantage of you know like you know being able to put it under my business and stuff so I go in there and um you know I I chose the car everything's good now we're in in the finance department Um. Speaking to the lady, she runs my credit, and she's like, yeah, you're going to have to put, like, $40,000 down on a lease for a Range Rover. And I'm like, are you crazy? Like, I don't have bad credit. You know, I have all these cars. I have I have this house, blah, blah, blah. No, yeah, but you
0: paid it in cash, dumbass. For what? The Range Rover? No, for the fucking other cars, you stupid ass. Oh, so yeah, you exactly.
1: So that's the thing. And, like, they were giving—it didn't matter how much cash I have, how, how good my income was, and that I had nothing— you had, had no fucking credit. credit history
0: with the bank, you fucking dummy. That's why. Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to say. And that's like, why now, like, you spend fucking, you know, crazy shit on your cards and everything, whatever else, and yeah. it's important to try to tell these fucking people, oh, it's you know, like, sometimes, uh, I'm not going to get into it fully, but Lil Duvall, you know, my friend, the comedian, he's like, oh, if you can't pay for it in cash, then don't get it. But at the same time, like, you never know when you need that emergency. I don't use that motherfucking million-dollar credit line or whatever it may be. You know, the, I'm talking about credit lines, sorry. But million dollars, and I have million dollars in credit, pretty much. Credit cards, charge cards between the Amex and all that stuff. I don't use that shit. I pay that shit off every two weeks. I don't even wait a month. I pay that shit off every two weeks, you know? Yeah. Anyways, man, what motivates you today? Like, is there someone that that motivates you or what motivates you today?
1: It's just being able to take care of my family. I want to spend as much time uh, as I possibly can with my future kids, with my wife, um, even my parents and sisters. So really just, you know, freedom financial freedom is what what motivates me being able to spend time with my family and friends listen man and that's that's an honest answer i know it sounds kind of cliche but like i'm i'm dead serious Nah, because
0: it's really you really you know people who really know you you know you really do take care of your 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 family and stuff so uh, since you're sitting on the fucking couch and you're fucking looking at your laptop i have no idea what you're looking at um you know some fucking message form or some shit what the fuck you're doing anyways man i just decided to have paul on the show and just talk some shit real quick because you know he's here and he just you know sitting fucking you know this goddamn boxers <laughs> looks fucking crazy um I appreciate you coming on by the way if you guys don't know man Paul is actually Kaya's godfather he's my daughter's godfather so you know I really uh fuck with this dude pretty heavy and uh thank you for coming on bro thanks a lot Ben alright you're a fucking bitch uh, Miles man throw on a beat for me please thank you sir So you, man. I appreciate Paul coming on and talking some shit. Um, as mentioned before, my jet lag is really bad. My anxiety is all fucked up, man. I've, I've, I had an anxiety attack on Friday, too. Um, I had one before I got on the jet over here. And uh, that could only mean one thing. It's motherfucking Christmas. And Hanukkah. And Kwanzaa. Anyways, they're here. Holidays are here. And it's just fucking... It's, it's a lot of stress. Uh, speaking of the holidays, people are Always get themselves into debt. All right. If you don't got it, just fucking tell somebody, man. Don't be scared. Like, you know, it, it just makes me sad that not everyone in the world has what they want. I'm blessed to have everything that I want. All right. But don't be scared to tell somebody you ain't got it. All right. Also, don't be scared to save some for yourself. You know, if you got kids, though, you got to just, you might have to just suck it up. You know, I know that sounds tough, but you got the struggle. That's part of being a parent. You know, don't break yourself, you know, and have them in a fucked up situation where you regret it later. But you just got to suck it up, dig deep and work hard. And again, you know, don't get yourself into crazy debt, especially thinking like, oh, well, you know what? Um, I'll just find some work later and I'll, maybe I'll sell this or whatever later and whatever. And it's just you don't have it in your hand. All right. And you think you're going to pay off these credit cards later. So Not nah, chill. Right, speaking of which, I wanted to get a credit line myself. Right, like a totally separate credit line for myself. Because uh, I wanted to get it actually for some big money too. Because I wanted to get myself something really crazy, nice for Christmas. Didn't need it, but I just wanted to get something just for a flex. And um, I don't know. You know, I got approved. I don't really know if I want to anymore. Because now I'm like, well, I know I can get it. So why the fuck do I need to impress anybody or whatever? Something that I actually want. You know, I, I mean, I, again, I don't need anything. Should have reiterated what I said before. But, you know, there's not much that I really do want, but I have everything I need. Anyways, my boy Travis, man, he's the coldest motherfucker when it comes to anything to do with banking. Um, He helps me out with all my bank shit. And, again, I got approved for a few different, you know, lines of credit. And uh, I'm speaking, like, mid to, you know, high six-figure level um, credit lines. And um, I get on the phone with this one loan guy. And he's, like, the process dude before. And I don't know if he was either stupid or he was maybe reading off a script. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. Just like, bro, you're not fucking, like, Jesus Christ. Like, I wonder if anyone these days understands what it means to have professionalism. Do you know what that fucking word means, professionalism? I, I, I just don't understand. Some people just can't control themselves. Like, man, like, if you get someone's personal info, and especially from, like, a banking thing, and you're, you know, and to make it even worse, let alone a regular Joe Schmo, but, like, Someone who's a public figure and you get their personal info like a celeb, you don't fucking use that to message them. You know, like just really think about that. Ask yourself, is this okay? Like that type of shit will get you fired. Even if you have a high paying job, you have fucking violated somebody's privacy. Like, I'm just wondering, like, that type of shit will get you fired. I, I just don't understand. Like, saw some kid a few weeks ago talking wild on my comments. He was going in and this dude didn't have a private page. So I clicked on his page and he worked for, you know, the, the car rental company Hertz. My aunt worked for Hertz for like the last 40 years. Okay. She's high up in, in Hertz. You know, I could have easily been like, yo, do you know this kid? Cause they work in the same area. Like he, you know, you work in the same area and his ass would have been fired. Just the crazy shit. This motherfucker sent me death threats. Like bro. How fucking stupid are you? I just don't understand people. Like, have some fucking control over yourself. Now, going back to the loan guy, not only did this dipshit email me, he fucking actually dm me. He's like, oh, you know what? I just got this loan across the thing. I do loans and stuff. And I was just actually wondering if you were the actual person that was applying for the loan. Like, bro, really? Like, for real? Let the fucking fraud prevention people handle that. Like, you come off so motherfucking thirsty hitting me up in my DMs. It's just like, I'm not even anyone really major to hit up, but it's like at the same time, it's privacy. I'm at a level where it's just, you know, respect. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know, and I guess sometimes, you know, when I'm on the phone, I just sound pretty cool and like, you know, like pretty chill on a call. Like, yeah, you know, I feel like someone, I'm I'm approachable, like, you know, whatever. In person, I'm really nice to people, you know, and honestly, like, you know, this trip already... I barely could walk into Nike Town. You know, I wasn't I was in the mall today. I was in Nike Town yesterday. Could barely be in Nike Town. It's like Nike town in San Francisco, the employees there are real cool. But like in general, like, you know, like if you work somewhere, like just again, it's professionalism. No, like am I am I bothering somebody? I know I seem approachable, and seem cool, but if I'm like doing something and, and talking to somebody, don't interrupt me, man. Like, you know, I got stopped about forty times in ten minutes and it it's flattering, but you know, like Jesus Christ, man, and what I'm about to talk about next is so fucking funny because it's completely opposite, but this is like the acceptable thing that I want to talk to you guys about, you know what I'm saying, like this is something I'm like excited to talk to you about, there's a new app out there, it's in the beta stage, about 35,000 people want in on this app, I didn't find out, I found out through my boy Bobby Hundreds, of all fucking people, I'm not saying that Bobby's not cool, but you know, he put me up on something really dope. And um, 35,000 people are in line trying to get into this. And I basically, you know, jumped the line. And uh, like a couple hundred people have access. It's very limited access to this app and websites Call Community. But if you go to my profile page on my Instagram, you'll see now I have a text option. Okay. You know, obviously you see somebody, some business pages you'll see like, oh, email, call, whatever, boom. Um, I never had that ever. You could just DM me, right? I think there's a message option, right? But now... I have an option to text me. You text text me. Very few people have this option, and even less have it with community. Um, Diddy has it. Uh, rest in peace, man. My man Juice World just got it. He was on a platform, but it's pretty fucking awesome because this messaging app is is like doper than WhatsApp or anything else. It just I get control of my Instagram again, or my you know of my fans or my followers, whatever it may be, because I can message you guys about the podcast about a giveaway I could directly text you guys about a meeting you know a meet I'm having in your area um I can legit seek out the people I could filter out and I can seek out the people on my contact list within like a 25 mile radius 500 mile radius five mile radius you know age group you could be 21 and over and I can filter it and it's fucking it's lit you know and um, I could, like, invite you guys to the next VVS party and, like, i be like, oh, 21 and over, boom, let me do this. Let me do the next, the people within, like, a 25-mile radius so it's not that bad to Uber, whatever it may be. Um, it's it's just crazy. And like I said, you know, for those who pick me up, me up on my personal email, my private email, like, that's, that's not, that's totally different. I don't want anybody, like, this is something where I can hit you, like, this is for fun. So I use this app and it directly connected to my Instagram and it's, it's on my time, so it's totally different, you know? So make sure you hit that text button on my Instagram page. You know what, fuck it. You could hit 213-205-3709. Make sure you hit the link that it gives you once you text me so that I can add you as a contact on my contact list, and I hit you about cool shit, because it'll give you like a, you know, it'll, it'll put me in like, you know, it'll tell me a little bit more about yourself, about where you're at, what, what zip code you're in, and um how old you are and stuff and everything, right? Anyways, listen guys, man, sidebar, there is just too much hate lately, okay? It's the holidays, man, I understand you're stressed out, but listen, this is the time where you spend time with your family, your loved ones, okay? You spend time with your kids if you have some. You know, this is the time that, this is a good time during the holidays when you forgive people, all right? It's just crazy because the hate is so insane right now on social media. I just see it. It's just like, bro, what the fuck are you mad for? Like, what are you so mad about? Like, chill the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Listen to some behind the baller. Listen to this podcast. Learn how you could advance in life. If I made it, then that means that, you know, a lot of you guys can make it. Because I just feel like, you know, I just had a good hustle. I was persistent. But, you know, I just see so many people who are fucking lazy and not motivated. It's like, let me motivate you, man. You know, please go have a great week. All right. Go have a great week. It's the week before Christmas, man. You have to make it a great week. Just like I said, you got to make it a great day. And you got to try to have consistent good days. Try to stay positive. Right. Listen, I know people have been DMing me about the 200 people that I was going to help out. Listen, I didn't forget about you. I didn't forget about hiring 200 plus people who are hungry to sell and help me grow my empire. All right, I want to make a lot of you guys rich. I want to make a lot of you guys money. All right, I want to pay you for your time. And I know this is kind of a short episode, but I got straight to the motherfucking point. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Please subscribe if you haven't already. And I'll get to the questions for those who left questions um, via a five-star review on the Apple iOS um, podcast page, you know, on on your iPhone or on your iPad, whatever it may be. Listen, I appreciate all you guys so much. God bless. Again, I really, really, really can't thank you guys enough for making this podcast so fucking solid. We're just going to continue to get better and better, alright, my name is Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, right about now, my man Lakey Lake is gonna lace you guys with the motherfucking beat and take us out of here, peace.